Y'all ready? Y'all ready? All right, let's get it. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word, God, and we just pray, Father, for Lord, you just have your way here. God, that you touch people's heart. Lord, people are changed today. God, that they walk out of here different than when they came in. In Jesus' name, amen. So open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 21. I'm going to start reading at verse 28. All right. Matthew 21, verse 28. If you don't have your Bibles, you get your iPhones, whatever. We got the scriptures up here. We're on the YouVersion app. Um, everybody ready? The parable of the two sons. But what do you think? A man had two sons. And he came to the first and he said, son, go. Work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and he said, I'll go, sir. So he comes to his second son and he says, go work in the field. And he says, I'll go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? And they said to him, and Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, he's talking to the religious, and and they're there with vicious intent. And he asked them, he said, which one did the will of their father? And they said, the first. And Jesus said to them, he said, assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. Wow, that's good. Listen to this. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but tax collectors and harlots believed in him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe in him. I want to tell you what a powerful lesson that is for us today, that Jesus taught about the two sons and their father. When we think about the two sons in the Bible, we think about the prodigal son and his brother, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about in, in, in Luke 15? When you think about the two, the two sons, you think about that. But most, this is the story of the forgotten sons, okay? This is a, a parable that Jesus had told about the forgotten sons and the father. And it's a powerful lesson right here that I want to share with you guys this, this morning. Because from this story, what I want, I want to do is I want you to really try to get this in your soul. We need strong preaching nowadays, don't we? Amen. I want to tell y'all something. I'm not, I, just, I just want you to know that. So I want you to get this in your soul. Okay, I want you to get this in your spirit because I'm preaching this morning on finishing well. Everybody say finish well. Because you can do better than you're doing right now. Amen. You can do more than you're doing right now. You can be stronger than you are right now. Amen. Everybody say finish well. The two sons represent two directions that life can take you. Amen? The two sons represent two directions that life can take you. All right? The father, so you can, the father comes up to him and he says, you go into the field and work. So the two sons, what I'm saying is represents two ways you can go, and the father represents God, and the world is the harvest field. Y'all know that? So, so the sons have two directions. He's telling them, Go into the harvest field and go to work. And the one son said this in Matthew 21, verse 30. Look at this. He said, I will go, sir. But remarkably, he did not. Amen? He did not go. He said, I'll do it, Dad. I'm in. Let's go. I'm all in. I'll do it, Pops. Let's go. And then when the dad looked out, 
he wasn't in the field. The second boy, he had an attitude. How many of y'all got kids in here? The second boy, listen to this. He had an attitude. He said this in Matthew 21, verse 29. He said, I will not go. I want to get them kids, don't you? He said, he said, I will not go. But later he repented. He says, but afterwards he regretted it and what? He went. He repented, he said, and he did the will of the Father. And that's two pathways for everybody in here under the sound of my voice this morning. Amen. You got two pathways for everybody that's in here under the sound of my voice. I'm telling you, the one son is an example of someone who started out well. He started out well. He said, I'm in. I'll do it, Dad. I'm all in. Let's do it. I'll serve you. I'll work in the church. I'll work in the field. I'll work in the, in the harvest field. I'll use my talents, my gifts, my resources. I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to be part of the harvest. He says, I'll do it, Dad. Started out fantastic. I'm going to sell my life out for your work. He started out well with right intentions. He started out well beginning the right way. But then, listen, along the way, something happened. Right? Along the way, something happened, and he began to get distracted. He made the promise. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll go. He started, but along the way, he lost his way, and somehow he fell away. Amen? Y'all follow me this morning? It's a picture of the person who starts out well. They start out well, but they, they live for God, and they're, they're meaning well, and they have great intentions, and they're, they're doing this, and they're doing that, and they're saying, yes, I'll win the city for God, and, and they're, they're, they, they get hurt. And then maybe the preacher hurts them. Maybe... It's friendly fire through family or somebody hurts them and it turns them away. They started out well. They started out well, but somebody's disappointing them. And they're no longer in the field working anymore. Amen. Come on. They don't understand sometimes that they're not in the right timing of God. They get ahead of God. And then they try to outrun God and they try to do things that God hasn't. And then, and then they get tired and then they, man, I'm, I'm done because it's not the right time. It's not the right season. Maybe they get into it and they start well and they just don't count the cost. You don't count the cost of ministry or what it entails on you or what you got to do. Maybe they started out well, right? Paul warned us that in the end times, Many will fall away. Amen? He said in the end times, many will fall away. There's going to come a great falling away that people are going to start out on fire. They're going to be in, in just in passion, in, in zeal, in fire, and, and, then, and then they fall away. They fall away. So many people started out well, but where are they now? Where are they now? They started out well. I think of the story of the, the ten virgins in the Bible. The ten virgins in the Bible, the five foolish virgins, they went out to go 
and, and wait on the bridegroom to come and, and five virgins took, took extra oil with them and, and the other five foolish virgins didn't take oil with them and then they're, they're standing out there and their lamps go out and they're lost. They miss it. They were lost. Can I tell you there's more than one way to get lost? Amen. Are y'all, y'all awake this morning? Come on. Come on, let's just give, come on. Y'all show me your weight because we're going to get into this. The five foolish virgins that didn't have no oil. Listen, there's more than one way to get lost. The Bible, Luke 15, it talks about three lost things. Luke 15 is the lost and found version of the Bible. Okay, they'll follow me. The lost son, the lost sheep, the lost coin, right? It shows us three ways how people can get lost. There was, like I said, the lost sheep, the lost son, and the lost coin, not, not all three are the same kind of lost. You follow me? The first one, the lost sheep, he was lost because he just wandered away. Unintentionally. He just wandered away. It was unintentional. He didn't intend to get lost. He's just munching and nibbling and eating and walking and chewing and and, and just having a good old time. And, you know, he didn't intend to get lost. And then the next thing you know, he looks up. And there's a big distance between him and the shepherd. And, the, and, he, he, and somehow, all the sheep were gone. The shepherd was gone. Everything looked confused. It was lost. And it was in wolf country. Come on, y'all. It was lost and in wolf country. And then it didn't even know how it got there. Does that sound familiar? Huh? Oh, it's just my story, huh? Oh, it's not? Does that sound familiar? You just wandered off, woke up in wolf country. Yeah. You were stuck. Didn't know how you even got there. See, it's one thing when you do something intentional. Amen. But listen, but there are people today who are lost, and they don't even know it. They just wandered off. They just wandered off. They go to church. They're sheep. They're, They're not a goat. It's still a sheep. It's possible for sheep to wander, for them to just drift further and further and further, and they just drift further and further away, and they don't even realize it. Listen, they, 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 they have no idea that they've drifted, and then they're on the turf of the enemy, and they have no idea. You ever been lost? How many of you in here have been lost? Amen. Now, many of you young people probably aren't going to relate to this, But back in the day before they had GPS, we used to literally travel (laughs) by maps. (laughs) For real. Listen, you'd pull this thing out and travel like a freaking pirate. (laughs) Pull this atlas out, you got this map out. So some of y'all probably don't know what that is, but listen. To travel, and it was the craziest thing because you're trying to plot, and it's, it's just the craziest thing. And I know y'all used to Siri, and all you got to say is, "Hey, give me the directions to this," and then the directions pop up, right? You know what I'm talking about? But let me tell you, before Siri, I had Tara. <laughs> y'all, one time my Siri, which was Tara. Got us lost. 
So listen, we had printed directions off on MapQuest. Y'all remember that? Y'all know what MapQuest is? You got to print out these like, the, all these pages and it goes from, so we had printed out these, we was, we was traveling back from Florida to, to Michigan and we were, somewhere we took a wrong turn. We took, we took a wrong turn and we were lost somewhere in downtown Cincinnati. And let me tell you something. I mean, downtown Cincinnati, not downtown. I mean, downtown Cincinnati. I'm like, walking to the gas station, the windows are boarded up, like bulletproof glass. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like, it was crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, Sarah, what have you done? What have you done? Are you kidding me? It took us forever to find our way out of there. I mean, it did. It took us forever. And I remember when we finally got back on the right road. And that feeling that you have (laughs) when you get back on the right road. Amen. When you know you're not lost anymore, that you're going back in the right direction. Let me tell you, that's how a lost sheep feels. That's how a lost sheep feels. When it's no, it's not lost anymore. It got lost just wandering away and it didn't even mean to get lost. You know, sheep don't ever like being lost. You know that? Sheep don't ever like being lost. If you like your world, if you like your sin, if you like all the stuff you're doing and you like all the things you're, you're not a sheep, you're a goat. You're not a sheep, you're a goat. If you like the world more than you like the church, you're not a sheep, you're a goat. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I'm going to bring them all to me and I'm going to separate the sheep from the goat and I'm going to put the sheep on the right hand, the goats on the left hand. Those on the right hand are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven because the goats walk. I got one little golf clap. Thank you. And that might even have been not a real clap. I don't even know. Come on. He said, you're either a sheep or a goat. If you like being lost, you're not a sheep. Sheep don't like being lost. Amen? Amen? If you're a sheep, you don't like being lost. Can I tell you, when you hear something like this or you're in a a service like this or or something that's going on, you just want to get back into the arms of Jesus. But people who are not saved... Do you know that? When you hear, you just want to get back in the arms of Jesus. But people who are not saved, they don't care. They're not sheep. They don't want to get back. They're comfortable with where they're at. They have no intentions of coming back. Amen? They're okay living their life far away from God. That means you're not a sheep. You're a goat. And unless you repent, you're going to die and go to hell. I'm just telling you. I told you we need to hear straight preaching this morning. This ain't no time for little religion. I'm telling you right now, if you don't repent, you ain't going to make it. Ain't got no time for games no more, guys. This is the truth. You're either a sheep or a goat. It's what Jesus said. Sheep are going to make it. The goats ain't. And if something in your nature, here's how you tell, listen, here's how you tell if you're a sheep, if there's something in your nature I'm not here to judge you. I've got a past. But if there's something in your nature that says, oh, I got to get back. I got to get back. I, I, I feel myself drifting. I'm just drifting and going further and further and further. And then you hear the call of the shepherd. And then it instantly something gets you. Amen? 
Because I promise you, you can't go back to what it used to be if you've ever heard the shepherd's voice. You can't do it. You can't. And then something gets you. And, and even though you think you've gone too far away, and even though, listen, you shouldn't have been over here nibbling in the pasture where the enemy was at. Amen? You shouldn't have been. But guess what? Jesus shows up and finds you right where you are. Finds you right where you are. And then, listen to me. He picks that sheep up, throws it over, and the Bible says what? They came back rejoicing. Not just Jesus. It wasn't just Jesus rejoicing. That little sheep was like, bleh, 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 bleh. I know because the Bible says it, that they, they came back rejoicing. That's how you feel when you get back in the arms of Jesus. You're like, yes, you're rejoicing too. Amen? Jesus is like, I'm right here. But then you're over here rejoicing. He says, they, they came back rejoicing. I, that's my little bad. Sorry, it's all we got. Some of you've drifted. Some of you've drifted. And you just wandered a little too far. I'm just telling you the truth. Some of you. Are you ready to come back rejoicing? Are you ready to come back rejoicing? Now watch this. The lost sheep wandered away. Unintentionally. Accidentally. The lost son walked away intentionally. He just walked away. It was intentional. It wasn't an accident. He knew what he was doing. He said, give me my inheritance. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. He got all his stuff and he went on his way to a foreign country. The Bible says, he says, I can do this. I got this. I'm not wandering away. I'm walking away. I chose to walk away. I'm not wanting to get back on the right path. I like it right here where I'm at. Amen? Y'all follow me? He's walking away from everything. He says, I, I ain't going back to where I was. I've joined myself to a foreign country, he said. Didn't he? Know the story? This is my new world. He said, these are my people. I don't want that. I don't want to be no part of that over there. I don't want to be no part of that world over there anymore. That's the difference between the lost sheep who wandered away and the lost son who walked away. The, the sheep wandered away. The son's like, I'm done. I give it up. I'm done. I don't want to listen to me carefully. I'm going to tell you something. It's interesting because the shepherd was commanded to go after the lost sheep. But the father never went after the son. You know why? Because the son has to find himself. The son has to find himself. You cannot argue people out of darkness. The daughter has to find herself who's lost out there in whatever it is she's doing. I'm telling you right now, they have to find themselves. There's not enough talking you can do. If you know anybody who's out there who's running wild and you try to talk to them till you're blue in the face, amen, and they ain't going to change until they hit their bottom. When unbearable becomes bad enough, when bad becomes unbearable, remember that? Then you change. The son had to find himself. The father didn't go find him. He didn't go looking for him. And it wasn't until he got in the pig pen. Amen? It wasn't until he got in the pig pen. He couldn't find himself. 
He got in the pig pen, and the Bible says these amazing words. Look at this right here in Luke 15, 17. But when he came to himself, when he found himself, when my bad got so bad that I came to myself, and what did he say? I'm going to my father's. He said, I'm going home. When he came to himself, he said, I need to go home and go to my father's house. But never did the father go after the son. Listen, he had to come to himself. The father never went after the son until he saw him coming home. And then when he saw him coming home, he runs out there. Look at this in Luke 15, verse 23. He he sees him coming home, and then he says, that's my son. Bring the robe. Put the robe on him. Put the shoes on him. Put a ring on his finger. Cover up his disgrace. My son has come home. And then he says, look, we're going to take him in there. We're going to kill the fatted calf, and we're going to have a party, and we ain't even never going to talk about this again. Amen? We're never even going go to go to the next verse. It says right here, verse 23, we're going to put, kill the, we're, we're never, it's over. The son's come home. We're going to have a party. We're never going to talk about this again. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I want to tell you this morning, I'm praying today that you will come to yourself. If you are in here, I don't know, but I'm praying today that you come to yourself. Amen? You were not born to be a drug addict. You were not born to be an alcoholic. You were not born to be somebody in this world. I'm telling you right now, come home today. Today is your service. If you are out there, come to yourself. Amen. Come to yourself. Find yourself. I need help. I need help today. I need to turn around and run home today. Listen, there was a lost coin. Now hear me this. So you, you've got the sheep who, who wandered away unintentionally. You've got the son who walked away. He intentionally walked away from the Lord. Amen. But then you've got the lost coin. And it was lost, and it didn't even go anywhere. It was lost right in the house. Let me tell you something. The Bible says there was a woman who lost a coin in the house. It was lost by the hands of somebody else. coin can't lose itself. coin can't lose itself. It was right there in the house. It stayed right there. She lost it in the house. We think everybody that comes in here that sits in these seats are saved. Come on. You can be lost sitting right in the house. Amen? I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm telling you right now, you can be lost. You, can, you, you, you think you're going to heaven because you come to church, but I'm telling you, you can be right here in this house and be lost. You can be in a gospel preaching church You can be listening to the best messages. The Spirit of God can be moving, and you can be as lost as a goose in a snowstorm. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you, we need straight preaching today. We need strong preaching today because these are strong times. This is what's happening. You can't be sitting in church playing religious games no more. Many of you are cold, indifferent. You got something going on, and you're, you're straying. You're just going further and further away and further away and then further away, and you're wondering, why am I... Why am I out here? What am I doing? What's, right? And you never get stirred up about it. You're just lost. 
You just lost. The Bible says the woman took the broom and started sweeping the dust away. Started clearing the dust out, stirring the dust up, trying to find a coin because the coin was lost here somewhere. It was lost here somewhere. It had not lost its value. It was just out of circulation. Amen? You have not lost your value. You were just out of circulation. The coin had not lost its value. She wanted it. She wanted to find it. She wanted to use it. She's like, I got to use it. It's still worth. It's still got value, but I can't find it because it's covered in dirt. And she starts sweeping away, and the dust starts clearing, and she sees a little sparkle in her eye. Woo! Come on. And she starts sweeping it out of the way. And then she sees a little sparkle in her eye, and she grabs it up. And, and that's how God looks at us, and he reaches down, and he picks it up, and he says, I can use you now because you've been cleansed. Because I found you. The coin was, listen, can you, can, you, can you say, I want it, Lord? Can you say, I want it, Lord? Amen. Somebody say, I'm going to finish well. Say it again. Get the dirt off of me. Get the dirt off of me, Lord. Come on, I'm going to finish well. I haven't come this far to be covered up in nastiness. Amen. I'm done with the nasty life. I want Jesus in the final hour like we've never wanted him before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I want to close this little sermon. I, I'm almost done. I'm not almost done. I've got a long way to go. Y'all going to have to hang in. I was talking, this was on. I will close this little sermon. The second son, he's a late bloomer. He's a late bloomer, guys. He, he, he comes up, he, the Bible says the other boy, now the boy who had started out strong is never seen again. He started out strong, but he fell away. Never seen again. But then there was that other son, his dad, had come up to him and he said, go work in the field. Listen, this kid didn't play. He didn't pretend. Look at this scripture right here in, in, in Matthew. Look, he, he, this is that kid. I'm telling you, you just want to, just give him a, he, he didn't play. He didn't pretend. His father come up and said, go work in the field. He said, I will not. What? He said, I will not. He said, I ain't going to do it. But then he repented, he regretted it, the Bible says. He, he refused the call of his father. He said, that's too much intrusion on my life. Now, I'm good. I'm over here, I'm doing this. I ain't messing with that right there. I got all this stuff going on over here. He said, that's too much of an intrusion on my life. I, I don't want that. He said, I want my own life. In other words, guys, listen to me. He stumbled out of the starting gate. He stumbled out of the starting gate. He was, I'm good. I don't want none of that. I'm, I'm over here. I'm doing this. I don't want that life. He stumbled out of the starting gate. He's hanging with the wrong people. He's hanging out with fornicators, thieves, idolaters, drunkards. Come on, y'all. I'm preaching to somebody today. Maybe you didn't start out well. Hallelujah. Maybe you didn't start out well. God knows I sure didn't. Huh? Maybe you stumbled out of the starting gate or am I the only one up in here that's telling the truth this morning? You better tell the truth and shame the devil. I know most of y'all stumbled at the starting gate. 
Some way, some shape, some form. I don't care what it was, but you stumbled at the starting gate. Maybe you weren't raised a Christian. Maybe you were raised a Muslim or some other faith, or maybe you was raised without faithless parents. You were an atheist, or maybe you, you just had all this stuff going on and you didn't start out well. You just didn't start out well. Or maybe you started something, and then you, you got here and you're doing this, and, and you just stumbled at the gate. So what happened? Maybe a preacher hurt you. Maybe somebody did something. Maybe you, you thought they were hypocrites and you said, oh, I'm done with this. I'm not going back to that church. I'm not doing this. You may have stumbled at the gate, but I come with a word for you today that you can start bad and end good. I'm just, you can start bad and end good. Come on, y'all. You can start bad and end good. That's what this story proves. That's what the Bible says in Haggai 2.9. Look at this. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. Come on. He says your latter end will be better than your former end. You are going to finish better than you started because you're made for more. Amen. Come on, y'all. The glory of this latter temple will be greater than the former. Just because you had a bad start. Just because your dad left you. Maybe your mama wasn't there. I don't know. You weren't raised in a Christian home. But just because you had a bad start does not mean you got to stay that way. Amen? Just because everybody in your family was under the grip of addiction and you can feel the pressure of that on your life, you don't have to stay that way anymore. Just because you had a bad start, guys. Listen, you can have a bad start but have a good ending. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Things happen. You say, well, pastor, how does this happen in my life? How does this happen? Something happened to that boy who started out bad. Something happened to him. Listen, his dad wasn't chasing him. He didn't have anybody that was, something happened in his heart. He started out bad. He said, I ain't going. I'm not going to do it. I'm over here. I've, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Something happened in his heart. And he says, you know what? I'm done. I'm done, man. Listen to me, guys. I know what I'm here for now. I'm done. I've tried this. I've tried that. I know where peace is. I know where I can go and get grace for my disgrace. I know where I can go and cover up my shame. I know where I can go and get rid of all the condemnation. He says, something happened. He said, and I'm coming back. I'm just going to get out there in the field and do the will of the Father. That's what he said. He said, I ain't going, but then, you know what? I'm just going to go do everything I can for the glory of God. And you know what Jesus said? You know what Jesus said? That's the greatest. That's what he said. He said, which one is the greatest? The one who said it, the one who talked about it, the one who, who said, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and he didn't go. Or the one who got a bad start, had a bad day, had a bad beginning, hung out with the wrong people, got wrapped up in some addictions, got wrapped up in a lot of bad stuff, got into all kinds of different things. But oh boy, how you end up writing the plan of God. 
Amen? You end up writing the plan of God. That's where he has you. Whew. Amen. I tell you. He turned to the Pharisees. Matthew 21, he said this to them. He said, assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors, they were known for their thievery and their dishonesty in those times and in those, you know, those circumstances. And they, he, says, he says, tax collectors and harlots, they were fornicators. He said, they will enter into heaven. He says, but you Pharisees, you ain't going to make it. He says, you ain't going to make it. You talk the talk, but you're lost right here in the house. Y'all talk the talk, but you're lost right here in the house. You ain't going to make it. But all those people who had a bad start, all those people who brought me their brokenness, who brought me their filth, who brought me their shame, all those people who brought me their infirmities, all those people, everything, their failures, he says, I'm going to give them grace and they're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's what he said. And they're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'll use them a whole lot quicker than I'm going to use somebody like you who's sitting there with dirt all over you. You lost in the house. Can I tell y'all, you still have value. You just may be out of circulation. God help us. God help us here to keep a spiritual temperature right here in this church where people cannot sit in here with dust all over them and feel comfortable. Amen. I'm telling you, you can't sit in here with dirt on you and feel comfortable. Dustin ain't going to allow it. I'm just telling you. You know this is a strong message. I get it. I understand it. But we need strong preaching right now. People are dying. How many of you feel like you just had a bad start? You didn't know. You just didn't know. The only time you see people raise their hand in church is when they was voting the preacher out. You just had a bad start. You just didn't know, right? You got disgusted with all that mess. So then you left and you went down another road and then you finally came to yourself. And you're here. And the Lord says, come home. Amen. How many of you say that? You just had a bad start. And I'm here today. I'm here this morning. How many of you made your mind up that you ain't going to sit in dust? Come on. I love that. You made your mind up. You just ain't going to sit in dust. Let dust collect on you in the house of God while there's a dying world out there headed straight to hell. Amen. Just sitting up in here collecting dust. I got something to offer. I can volunteer. I can park a car. I can hold a door. I can smile. I can go up there with Miss Tony. Let's give it up for Miss Tony over there. Come on. Work in the kids ministry. I'm not going to sit here and collect dust. Amen. I got something to offer. Hallelujah. You know the bridegroom is coming back. He's coming back. And we who are alive and remain. Oh, you hear that? We who are alive and remain. It's not just one thing to be alive, but you got to remain alive. You got to stay remain stirred up. You got to remain in that passion for God. Amen? We who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. 
Amen? Come on. You got to be alive and remain alive. Jesus is coming back. Keep on smirking about it. I'm telling you, he's coming. Keep on, keep on. Now, I've heard that my whole life. I've done this. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be left behind. Because something in you, because you're a sheep right now, is saying this, you need to get back. I need to get closer to the shepherd. I'm in here this morning, and I just need to get back to where the shepherd is so we can both rejoice. Amen. But if you're a goat, that means you're dying and you're on the way to hell and you don't want nothing. I'm comfortable with this life. You willfully walk away from the love, from the mercy, from the grace of the Father's house. God help us. I don't know about you, but I have decided I'm going to finish well. Amen. As the band comes up, I want you to stand to your feet all around this room for me. No one moving around. We're going to end with a song here in a minute. But no one moving around. I feel that today is going to be a powerful altar call. Because we're going after different kind of lost people. Amen. We're going after different kind of lost people. I'm going after sheep. You've had an encounter with Jesus. You've met him. You've encountered internal life through Jesus. The forgiveness of your sin, but you've just wandered away. You're in here. And you just kept going and going and going further and further and further. And others who just walked away. You just walked away. You said, I... I'm done, the prodigal sons, the prodigal's daughters. But you have come to yourself this morning. You have come to yourself this morning. And you said, I want to get back. I'm coming home. And then there's those who are in this room who are lost. You're in the house, but there's some dirt on you. It needs to be swept out so that God can use you again. So that God can do something in your life again. So with every head bowed and every eye closed. Who am I preaching to this morning? Come on, who am I preaching to this morning? This is your service. This is your service right now. If you are lost and you want to get back to God, you want to get back to the good shepherd, you want to get back to the Father, I want you to raise your hand all around this room right now in Jesus' name. If you want revival in your soul, Raise your hand all around this room. Come on, God sees those hands. They're everywhere up there. Maybe you're lost. Maybe you wandered away. Maybe you walked away. Maybe you don't even realize that you've never made that commitment to God. Raise your hand right now all around this room. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I'm lost and I want to come home. Come into my heart, Jesus. Let us rejoice in Jesus' name. Change me and make me into the person you want me to be.